Today's lesson text comes from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 16, verses 13 through 20. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Well, some say John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and others still Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah yet. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts may be an honor and a glory to you. Amen. So I'm starting a new series, kind of been going at it with the church explanations. I think it's important every once in a while for a congregation to ask itself, what's a church? Why go to church? Why participate? I mean, churches just kind of happen to have been there. They've been there for 2,000 years. We should ask the question every once in a while. And I figured there was no better place to start than on the foundation. Because on the foundation, there have been a lot of historical slip-ups and a lot of fights that cloud the issue. I think this is a slightly difficult one because, well, we can sing and it's true. The church is not a building. The church is not a steeple. The church is not a... The church is the people. That's true, but when we talk about the foundation, we are talking about something greater than ourselves. There are a great many people who find something positive in serving something greater than themselves. There are a lot of other people for whom looking outside of themselves for the ultimate source of meaning is rather difficult. I think this issue gets compounded here by what Peter is told. We have a habit of making the church about us. And if anyone ever made the church about themselves and about their own authority and power, history gives no better example than the Pope. In this passage, the bishops of Rome found in Peter's self that he was the rock and that it would be upon the personage of Peter himself and some sort of inheritance that he could give to other bishops that the church would keep its authority. 
It would be about people, and it would be about a traceable lineage of institution. Well, there is nothing in here about any of this being inheritable, even if the Lord is giving to Peter a special charge. There's little evidence in the book of Acts that Peter is particularly a leader in the church. He gets rebuked by Paul in Galatians, and when they have the apostolic council, it is James the Lesser who stands up and makes the declaration. But this is also one of those cases where, I hate to tell you, but all of us seminarians who fall asleep in Greek class have to go to Greek. Jesus is making a pun. The word stone is petros in Greek. And according to folks that spend way too much time reading Greek, Jesus is saying, Peter, you are a petros, a little stone. But on this petros, this slab, I will build my church. And even more than just going to the original Greek, scholars also know that this joke works in Aramaic, the native language of the Hebrews in Jesus' time. The Aramaic equivalent, kephas, plays out the same way, little rock, big slab. Because see, one of the things I find the most comforting about that as a pastor is it does not rely on me. Peter, the apostle, at best is a little pebble. Paul, the pastor, is a tiny little stone. Each and every one of us, just a little smidge in the sand. But what is Jesus really saying here when, he, when Peter confesses that Jesus is Lord and Jesus says, you're a little tiny rock, but on that slab, Peter, I'm going to build my church. What is he really talking about? He's talking about what Peter just said. Because see, that's the bit that's outside himself. When Simon Peter answers, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God, he is giving the bedrock of the church. And that bedrock is going to hold up whether Peter stays on it or denies Jesus three times. That bedrock of the church is going to stay whether a local congregation confesses it or not. That bedrock of the church is going to stay whether we believe it or not, and it's not changing for anybody. The confession, Jesus is Lord, is served up on a platter, take it or leave it. That is the foundation of the church. That is also the only place that these following promises pertain to. Jesus, on top of that foundation, gives promises. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Jesus is giving to his church full authority, but only upon that slab. He's also saying, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it but only if it is upon that slab. 
The church's one foundation is the confession that Jesus Christ is Lord. There's no discussion of a church outside of that confession. The church is not a church because it happens to build a building. It's not a church because we all meet together. Bowling clubs can meet together, can have a sense of community. They can pool resources and take care of members. We have to get down here, if we're talking about the church, why church, why does it exist? It has one thing that sets it apart from everything else. And that is the confession that Jesus Christ is Lord. And it's a foundation on which no other institution can stand. The Roman state could not stand Christ as a Messiah. They crucified him. The religious leaders of his day could not stand on that confession that Jesus Christ is Lord. And even today, many institutions that call themselves churches don't live up to the Greek sense of the word that a church is somebody called out, is a gathering for a specific reason. Many churches have lost this foundation today and throughout history. They try to build on other things. Jesus is Lord, yes, but that's old news. Let's build on cause A or cause B or cause C. Let's build upon ourselves and the fact that we are such nice people. Let's build upon the apostolic authority that has been given us by someone laying on of hands. None of that can hold the church together. And nay, this is the word of God. I, this is where we get it all from. But even this word of God rests upon the foundation of what it confesses, which is Jesus Christ is Lord. It's so basic. I feel like I'm whipping a dead horse here. But there's no way around it. The church is, is called to, to do its work, to proclaim its news, and it is asked every time that it goes out into the world, every time someone walks into the door, everyone is asking, seeking, and wondering who is, what is, why is church important in any way, shape, or form? It's because of that foundation. It's because Jesus Christ is Lord. Why do we pray? Because Jesus Christ is Lord. God in heaven is merciful and he will answer. Why do we share the table? Because Jesus Christ is Lord. Why do we baptize? Because Jesus Christ is Lord. Why do we care what the Bible says? Because Jesus Christ is Lord. Why love one another? This rock and this foundation that shall never move. And we have seen it use the keys. I don't think we have to go very far to find folks whose lives were completely in the toilet. We forget so often the transformational nature of that proclamation, Jesus is Lord, because we're close to it. But we've also seen the way the church can lock up heaven when it steps off of that confession. Jesus' commandment in verse 20, then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone he was the Messiah. That is not applicable 
to us today because he is risen and he is Lord. Let us pray.